All right, mic check one two one two. This is Mick. Will be on the mic, letting you guys know that this is in fact a sound test. All right, Lobo, give me some bars. Yo, this your boy Lobo, and I'ma hit him with a low oh, blow. Shit. They don't know me. They think I'm Johnny oh. Cage, but I'm telling you, I'm about to go into a full fucking oh. rage. It's, how did you know I was gonna ask you to rap? I actually didn't. That was actually. Oh, he's a really freestyle king. <laughs> he's a freestyle king. Look, I write. I used to write. He's a poet. Shit, like, nice. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> Fight on. Welcome back to the bottom of the pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes i am as per usual mick whoopi goldberg and things are coming in hot this summer hot 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 this summer and to break this all down to try and cool things off and make things just a little bit more understandable a little bit more tangible i brought in the one the only lobo berry crunch what up what up what up y'all oh my goodness we have a lot to talk about we have a lot to talk about today we do we have i don't want to say fallen behind but we have fallen behind because i've been falling behind but we're back and we are ready to tackle this because we are going to talk about mortal Kombat one the last time we spoke about it they had just dropped the trailer, not even gameplay trailer, just reveal trailer that Mortal Kombat 1 did it indeed exist. Um, and, and that last, that first trailer didn't really show much in retrospect, knowing all that we know now, we really were not given much information from that first reveal trailer, aside from, yes, this is Mortal Kombat, and yes, uh, people will die because this is Mortal Kombat. Um, so, um, overall, Lobo Berry, how are you feeling about all that you've seen from Mortal Kombat 1 so far? I really can't pick anything out that I don't like. I like that we're getting fresh new lore with everybody. Everybody's starting fresh. Characters that we, um thought we possibly weren't going to see again in Liu Kang's new universe we're obviously seeing certain characters in different positions that we've never saw before so yeah I mean uh, we, we gotta we gotta talk about it all we gotta talk about it all right and, and you say characters that are in different positions but even that I feel like is a bit of an understatement for some of the cast there are some people who are completely pretty oh pretty much brand new just with the same name mm-hmm um and then there's some people who are actually still kind of walking the same line as they used to just maybe in a different um time period um but that's what keeps this interesting right like it's not just mortal kombat 12 um a continuation of mortal kombat 11 with the special forces doing whatever the fuck they're doing gross it grows <laughs> uh but i'm excited so there was a whole stress test, so a bunch of people got their hands on the game. Um, I did not uh, uh, get an opportunity to play, which, uh, you know, it was kind of a bummer. 
but I never do get chosen for these things, but I'll, I'll never give up trying. Shame. So I assume you didn't get to play either, Lobo? No. Damn. No, but you can you can best believe I was on Twitch scouring whoever was playing it. <laughs> no, real talk. So with the stress test having uh, come and gone a while ago, um, I want to talk to you about the gameplay before we break into you know, the story and the character, because I feel like those are going to take up a vast majority of um, uh, what we're going to talk about. So I want to talk about the gameplay for for a second. Um, how, from what you've seen, you know, just the flow of it, the way the combo systems are, the way the cameos are, um, how are you liking it so far? I really like the way the mix-ups are. I really feel like, so one thing I noticed while watching the stress tests between just even though it was on like what like four characters it was what kenshi sub-zero Liu kang and, um, katana. and katana but like the one thing i noticed is no character was more overpowered or over like and nobody but there was a balance there was a very good balance with everybody everybody looked fun um everybody looked like they were doing doing great you know the mix-ups the way the the assists work um the 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 way things generally change per cameo character it wasn't like you just had like a tagging character that came in did a punch and walked out these characters really mix things up we saw um escape abilities that allow you to get out of harm's way before something hits you we saw ways to continue combo strings um stuns all types of different things man like i was like wow this is crazy like i will say the the only one gripe i could i could possibly see is that certain things seem like they take longer for other characters so like katana's um fatal blow looks very long um and i feel like you could literally like get up walk away go grab a snack and come right back <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like it definitely feels like it was a little longer than other characters, so I, I could see that being a little bit of an annoyance, but not like anything that would impact like the game itself. That's just more like a, like a player like, hey, that's kind of annoying. Could you like, I don't know if they have to speed up the frame rate for it, just just a tad bit, just to kind of make it go through and be done with it. But other than that, I mean, it's just fun to see, and we obviously learned that there the variations of the um the cameo characters are all characters from different games so they're like mk1 mk2 mk3 like they're variations of each character from a different mk game which i think is amazing yeah i like that uh, a whole hell of a lot um i didn't think that's the route they were going to go with the cameo characters i thought they were going to be like oh we're just going to throw you know the b not b list uh, like the the c and d list characters that no one cares about we're going to throw them as cameo characters so people can't say we don't give them no love. But nah, they're bringing characters that people like, like, um, like you see Sonya and Jax, you know, A-list characters, but they're like Jax from uh, Mortal Kombat 2, and you have Sonya from Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. So it's like, damn, okay, so this isn't just like a, a, a new, a new uh, player's game. This is, this, this is also catering towards people who have been around Mortal Kombat their whole lives. Because people who picked up Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 11 might not appreciate seeing Mortal Kombat 2 Jax or Mortal Kombat 1 Sonya or Mortal Kombat 3 Sector and Cyrax. 
Um, uh, but people like us really do. And I really respect that they're doing that. Because mm -hmm. they could have just like made revamped. Like they could just made, oh, here's Jax. You know, this is just new Jax, you know, and this is new Sonya, but they're cameo characters. But nah, they're like, all right, I don't know if in the story they'll show that they're being pulled from different, like the from the midway timeline or whatever, but I like it. I like it a lot. Is it weird that I want to say that I hope that actually isn't the case? Isn't the case? I hope not. Damn. I, I just I just don't want I don't want any more time travel, different world paradox BS. <laughs> I think we're I think Eleven kind of ate that and just beat that thing into the ground. True. True. I hope that these characters, like, I feel like they're characters, like, I feel like in the main story, in the main story, you're probably going to end up using the, the story characters, but then obviously, like, the cameo characters can be used for, like, arcade and stuff like that, so, I mean, again, we don't, we don't know anything further than that, but yeah, I, I kind of hope they're just, they're just characters that kind of pop <laughs> up and just like assist you in the fight and then don't have anything to do with the story. That's true. I guess that's why they're called quote-unquote cameo characters to begin with. They're just little cameos, little fun little Easter eggs, pretty much. Did you um, also see that cameo characters are spelled with a K? It's with a K. Um, of course. I wouldn't even have... I would have found it fucking weird if they were spelled with a C. <laughs> like, legitimately, it would have felt like a like a misspelling, like an error. Uh-huh. This would not have registered in my head that they spelled it correctly if they spelled it with a C instead of a K. It would have been fucked up to me. My head would have exploded. Like, um, but in regards to the gameplay, um, again, um, I want, I, I think Mortal Kombat 1, I think the gameplay for that game is what people were expecting Mortal Kombat 11 to play like, because Mortal Kombat 1 is pretty insane. It's like an insane fighting game. Mm -hmm. The damage is so high, and the combos are actually long and dynamic, and they're in the air, and you ground bounce off the ground, and you hit the ground, you call your little cameo sit, you do a special move, they do their special move. And then when you look at Mortal Kombat 11, that shit is anemic as hell. Like, yeah. the combos are not fun to watch, they're not flashy to look at, they're not even fun to do. There's characters that can't do combos, and there's characters who can do big combos, but it's still not cool to look at. Um, but this one is different. Th th this is off the walls, and I feel like it's a natural evolution from MKX, not even MK11. Now, MK11 just seems like a spinoff to me. Because yeah. MKX to MK1 looks more natural than MKX to MK11. If that makes any sense. No, I can I can agree with that. I feel like, like you said, like I, I used to watch MKX tournaments all the time. And I used to really enjoy it. I never got to play it as much as everyone else did. So I kind of lived vicariously, I guess, through people like what, like playing their matches online or tournaments and stuff. And I, I played a couple rounds myself and it's fun. And then you get to 11 and 11 just feels like it's so drawn out and it's just so boring. Like it's this, all you see is the same top, you, you see the top tier characters. So usually your Scorpions and your Liu Kangs and your Shao Kahns and stuff like that, you know, using the same repetitive combos that you can figure out like, oh, so I could just continually use this. So like, for example, like Scorpion with his teleport or the um, the really drawn out swinging of the Kunai, um, the, the, yeah, the, the charged Kunai hit, like it's, 
it, it's boring. <laughs> it's not it's exciting. Boring. It's not. It doesn't get you excited. It doesn't like oh, oh, oh like you don't you don't get that same like ramp up feeling as you would get like maybe a fighters tournament or um like an NBC tournament like you know like those games or even a Tekken tournament like you know you feel that oh man oh god oh no 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 oh my now wow what is he doing and then you watch Mortal Kombat 11 you're like oh yeah he's just Scorpion doing the the thing with the thing okay cool he's just oh yeah, oh, yeah he's using that variation okay that's the variation that everyone else is using online so cool this one like i like i i was losing my mind watching the the sub-zero combos going from like air using like the 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 frost kick to go down to allow himself to get closer and the same thing with um kung lao kung lao had a similar thing where he like juggled up in the air used a downward kick attack to get closer so he can continue his string and I thought that was like one of the coolest things. I have no way a huge Kung Lao player, but I was like, yo, I want to play Kung Lao. That was awesome. And I feel like that that feeling um, in, in Mortal Kombat 1 is going to stretch across the whole roster. Just, oh, I don't, I've never really fucked with this character, but they look really cool in this game compared to, compared to past games. Um, see where was i um where was i getting oh um and and i feel like the the rest of the cast also will at least be able to do some cool things as opposed to mk11 where you know the weaker cast members didn't have any sauce whatsoever no pressure no combos no damage no crushing blows no nothing and they were just like left there to to flounder at the bottom I really, even the worst characters in Mortal Kombat 1, I feel like are going to have some cool combos at the very least. Well, that's what I was saying when I said I watched the, um, when I was watching the stress tests. Like, even characters like Katana, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that Katana's a bad character in any case, but let's be real here. Like, if you, if you go back a couple years ago, would you have said that you would ever been excited to watch a Katana fight? Like, Never in, in my life. Never in my life. And, and that's what's that's what's interesting to me because like I said everybody seems so balanced to a point where no one felt like they had a character that clearly had the upper hand against another character like obviously once the game is out once we get all the characters you're gonna have your counterpicking character still like you'll have your, your your character that obviously has the advantage of someone over some over somebody else but what I thought was crazy was that it was just four characters but these four characters play extremely different than the others, yet none of them felt like they had an over advantage against the other. And I, I enjoyed watching that. No, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. And I feel like that's where fighting games need to get. Um, and, and they are, I feel like we're getting into a definite more fun um, aspect of things. Because I, I feel like the last generation of fighting games, they wanted things to be balanced and they wanted things to be fun, like esports friendly, fun to watch. But I, to me, they missed the mark a little bit. They made things a little less interactive uh, because we like to see um, the players interact with their characters. We don't mm -hmm. like seeing just like, oh, you can play the game at your opponent. Isn't that cool to watch? It's like, no, nah, we want to see them fight each other. 
And I feel like we're going to see a lot of that um, going forward, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I've got I've got a lot of high hopes for MK1. I think that I think this is going to be. I, I I think it's weird to say, but like, this is the first major fighting game other than what like Tekken that's going to be next gen, right? Uh, exclusively next gen, at least. I think even Street Fighter Six dropped on PS4 as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that this is going to be the first revolutionary next-gen game for the fighters that can take these games into, like, the next the next realm, you know? Yeah. Not, I'm not, with I, I, I know it's corny to throw realms in there. No, <laughs> I, I, but... <laughs> I, I fucks with it. I fucks with it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm with that uh, wholeheartedly. And the initial response to the gameplay was it was a little slow. But since then, it's already been shown that they sped it up a little bit, which is exactly what they did with MK11 anyway. If you played the MK11 beta, that shit was slow. It was slow, slow, slow. And then when the game dropped, it was faster, faster. Mortal Kombat 11 is still a slow game, but it was much faster than that beta. So I feel like they always do that. They make it slow at first to see how people feel, and they speed it up. So they're listening to us again, which is good. They're listening to us on this front. Um, but a big part of the game is the cameo fighters, the cameo characters. Uh, I want to break that down for uh, one second, and then we can talk it, talk about it in depth, if that is okay. All right. Um, so the way, and you could chime in as we go. Um, the way cameo characters work is you choose them. And they're like your partner. You can't switch into them like a tag fighter. It's not a tag fighter. Um, but you can call them and they'll come in and do some, something funny. Uh, Jax has an anti-air grab. Which is cool. Always cool. And since Mortal Kombat's a game with a lot of launchers, you know, that's always fun. Um, or he can do a ground pound that hits both players, which is also neat. And I think he also has his... Um, his uh, I don't even know what the name of his force wave is when he the project, does the projectile. The projectile, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the name of that is. Isn't it basically just a sonic boom? It's it's just a sonic boom, but I cannot think of what the name is. Um, but anyway, it's like his force wave um, projectile. He could do that at two, I think. And um, Kano's also got, I think, a grab where he stabs you. He can do his ball, and he could like do his laser beam. And some of these cameo attacks. You, the player, can't move while they're doing it, but they're pretty strong. But they don't just have you just, like, unable to move, just frozen in place. Your character will pose, or how Kano does, which I think is awesome, is he'll push your head down to get you, like, out of the way. And, of course, he's all, like, rude about it because he's Kano. And then he shoots his laser, which is awesome. This is an awesome laser beam. Um, so I think that's awesome. Um, I, I think that attention to I think that attention to detail. I didn't. I didn't think I noticed that. He pushes your head down. Yeah, when he does his laser, he'll like push and push and hold your head down while he's doing the laser. That's such it's, a cool it's, attention it's, to detail. It's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. That. Wow, I just blew my mind. <laughs> like, that's so cool. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. Like I, I'm. I'm excited to see number one because obviously we have some other cameo characters that got revealed. And I want to see like how those ones even interact with those characters. And I, I just, first off, my first question I always have is how many are we getting? I want to know that first. So we won't obviously get the definitive number probably till close to the end, uh, the end time of before release. So probably like maybe the final uh, combat cast when they do it. 
and um i wonder if there is also going to be any other like maybe like that special dialogue but special interactions with certain characters that clearly should be able to interact with each other like maybe um obviously we know that the sub-zero in this game is bihan so what if like bihan meets bihan from like another mk like is it is it going to be like a weird interaction with the two of them or something like i don't know i think i think i want to I, I like those little details and i would really love to see what they do with that um but i also think that having the characters like be able to do multiple different moves so i wonder how the moves play out though like is it like an input that you have to put in to, that depends on which move they do do you get to select the move at the like at the select screen um because i don't think i got to witness any of that stuff most of the stuff i saw were just straight fights so i um, didn't really get to see anybody like pick the character and change the move i think the way it works is you choose your cameo character and i think there's a cameo button uh, and and the the cameo characters are tied to a meter they have a meter okay. i think underneath um it's like a circle meter i think you use half or maybe less than half per time um okay. before it starts going up again and you hit the button and a direction and a oh, certain okay. move will come out and they all have like utilities like i told you about the kano one i think that's just like a screen control one because the laser goes full screen for uh second or two maybe and i think the entire laser beam is a hitbox so the whole time it's out you can just you can't really jump it because you just land right back on top of it and you know okay, okay, there's okay. like somewhere you you can activate and still move while you're doing it and um as we saw in the just recent combat cast there's assists where you can escape where you saw you saw the one with Scorpion pulled yeah I guess that was, was Sub Zero back yeah, and you get armor on that so it's just like a full a full escape option or That's you really have cool. the Kun Lao cameo assist where he'll grab he'll teleport to you grab you and then teleport you behind your opponent and you can follow up with combos they showed like a whole combo string so that's cool so you have all these different assist effects and and styles so it's really exciting yeah like it's that's so cool like so i i, I love that i love that idea that it's actually like a set moves so it's like you have like an extra character that you technically can call upon but it's not like an actual like character that you get to like, fully control you just get to control an attack and i think that's cool because that allows people to like I feel like one that helps you with your strategies because like obviously like when you when you when you played like this for example a game like Marvel vs. Capcom you know what they're picking as their like assist attack so you know what's coming same thing with fighters it's the same thing you know what what assist they're going to use so you can kind of like plan for that and I think that this is where like it gives the the player more of the advantage like um with the opponent like you it's a it's a secret that you can hide of when and when and where you're going to use whatever move you're going to use and i don't know i like I'm, I'm getting giddy over it but I, I think that's such a cool thing like being able to like control an extra character but not really control an extra character and then not knowing what assist might pop out because you never know you're just going to see the cameo character walk on screen and you're not going to know what they might do right away so you might be like oh man i might try to block and like you said, it might be Kung Lao teleporting the character to the other side, and guess what? Now I'm behind you. Now you're about to get hit with a combo. So, and, and, and that's very exciting. Definitely gonna keep everybody on their toes. Yeah, the matchup knowledge you're gonna need is insane. 
Then I have to know all, because we don't even know how many cameos. Are we going to have a cameo fighter for every playable fighter? So however many characters you can play as, do you have that many cameos? That'd be crazy. I don't think so, but that would be insane if we did. I feel like we might, as weird as it sounds, I think we might have more cameo characters than regular characters. That'd be crazy. But maybe. I mean, I only think that way just because I don't think the first roster for this game is going to be huge. I think it's going to be at the most, if I had to give it an actual number, maybe like between 12 characters. Um, Wait, hold on. The playable roster you think is going to be 12 characters? I, I would say the starting roster. I'm not counting DLCs. No, man. Ain't no way I'm buying a game with a 12-character roster. I don't know. I mean... Ain't no way. Like I said, at, at this point, it's a weird it's a weird guess. I know it's a weird guess. But I'm only saying that because they're probably going to try to reserve as much as they can. Because they're going to try to... They're going to milk this game for the next few years. I mean, I felt like 11 was milked a lot longer than it should have been. Yeah, because um, people wanted them to move on fast. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like they were trying to milk that game too hard. And I think that that's what kind of, like, damaged the game even further. Because everyone just, like, you got tired of the game early. And then it's, like, cool. You got, like, certain characters that came out that kind of made you want to come back. But my problem was, and we've discussed this plenty of times was like maybe there was like one character out of like every season pass that we got that was like okay i kind of want to play like that character but whoever else that was in it i don't give a damn about <laughs> like okay cool i dropped 50 to 60 dollars on all these season passes and all these character passes and the only other character that i really got excited to play again was spawn <laughs> after oh, that at the end of the character pass yeah, I hated it. I think it was the same thing for Bonsai. The only other character he really got excited for was was Melina, and that was it. At the end, and she was the most watered-down version of Melina we've ever seen. Oh my god, she was terrible. It was terrible. But um, but I, to move away from Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Um, so the characters, the cameo characters we've we have revealed so far, um, if I'm remembering correctly, is Scorpion. Um, he, who's also a playable character. Uh, Kun Lao, who's also, also a playable character. So that's awesome that being a cameo character does not take away your chances of being a playable character, which is a relief. Um, Frost, which was fun to see. Fun to see Frost oh again. God. Human Frost, got, not Cyber Frost. I was say I got the list right here, too. Frost, the, the waifu. Um, Sector, Cyrax... Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. two cyber ninjas, you know, they were glaringly omitted as playable characters in Mortal Kombat 11 since they had brand new character models for the story. Uh, Kano, Sonya, and Jax? Am I, is that it? Is that all of them? Goro. And Goro. Goro, oh my god, is a cameo character. Come on, I want him to be playable again so badly. <laughs> And he's I mean, so we, small, we, bro. Like that's not Goro. Maybe he's like maybe, maybe he's like teen Goro or something. I don't know. That's not that's not my, not my Goro. Pre-teen Goro, pre-pubescent Goro, baby Goro. Not not my Goro. Not standing at a solid five foot six. Not my Goro. <laughs> Hashtag not my Goro. Hashtag not my Goro. That's great. Um, and Goro. Okay. Um, so we have Kano, Sonya, and Jax as Soph, and, okay, let me start over. K 
Kano, Sonya, Jax, Cyrax, Sector, and Frost, and Goro are all exclusively cameo characters, as far as we know at this moment. Oh, and Johnny Cage is also a cameo character. Yep. As far as we know, uh, but that he doesn't count with those other ones because he's also playable. So those are some pretty high-profile characters, like A-listers, like Kano, Sonya, and Jax, and then B-listers, like Sector and Cyrax, and then C-listers, like Frost. Um, so there's a widespread of characters that can be cameos, which tells me that no one is safe from just being a cameo character, but everyone has a chance of being a playable character, which I like. Yeah, I dig it, I dig it. Um, so that's pretty much cameo characters, they're the lifeblood of this game. Uh, they will, depending on the cameo character you choose, will influence heavily how you play the character that you're playing you're playing kun lao now you suddenly have a side switch option mid combo that's a teleport and he i think he also does his hat spin yep. where he'll spin his body and launch you so and, and it's probably some other stuff i'm not remembering right now or or you could play scorpion who if you're fucking up your pressure a little bit you're not staggering correctly and you just need to get the fuck out of there He's got an uh, armored escape option for you that literally just pulls you back full screen. So if you're playing a zoner, which this is a netherrealm game, so when they drop that zoner, it's going to be fucking annoying and obnoxious. Um, but the zoner will have a premier escape option if they get caught out. Or you can just have like Sonya, who I feel like is probably the best cameo character out right now. Um, just with options to keep your opponent juggled in the air, to launch them, this and that. Or Jax, who is a cameo grappler, which is cool. Always cool. Can't stand grapplers, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love grapplers, so that is. Cool. I know, I, I know you do. I just, <laughs> I have my, I have my personal issues with grapplers. Um, so it'll, it'll change everything, depending on the cameo that you're playing, and I, I like it. I like it a lot. I was skeptical at first, but this new combat cast that showed all the, the cool movement. Um, assists that some of the cameo characters can do really showed me that they're taking the cameo seriously and they're not just assist characters. Yeah, they're definitely um, they're definitely implicated for your strategy, and that's what's nice. And I feel like the only other game that I enjoyed that did something like that was definitely Fighters. So it's nice to see that something like this, depending on the character, um, is really gonna like assist you in not even just a not just in the fight itself, but to help you improve your skills because you're gonna wanna swap around. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna play around with each cameo character and probably see, alright, what works best with this style. Like, you know, you could be like like myself, I'm a Sub-Zero main from back in the day. Sub-Zero was my very, 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 very first main all the way back in the original Mortal Kombat, and was him and uh uh Liu Kang. So obviously those were my two that I've Luckily, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I hate saying that to you, but I've luckily been able to carry over in every single game. So, the the nice thing about that is, now I might gonna go, okay, I might wanna try like Liu Kang and let's try Kung Lao, or maybe I wanna do the, the Sub-Zero and Kung Lao to say, okay, cool, I wanna have that option of being able to teleport behind them, but keep them guessing with like the juggles, cause I'm not gonna lie, I've never thought of Sub-Zero as a, as an air combo person. And seeing what I saw, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I am so hyped to try these moves. Um, or switch it up. And I mean, I, we saw obviously the benefits of Scorpion. So it's not just him 
throwing out attacks. The fact that escape thing is such a cool thing. And I love that this is going to be a style itself. And it wasn't just limited to Scorpion, obviously. Like, you know, in a sense, maybe Kung Lao's teleport also could be used as an escape method. You never know. Oh, and I'm sure... I'm sure once people get their hands on it, they'll be breaking this these things open wide. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm definitely... Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So do you have anything else you want to talk about gameplay-wise? I'm sure we could talk about the gameplay all day, you know, break down the little things. I think I'm good for right now. I want to say once we get the next combat cast, I feel like you and me will definitely be able to break down a lot more. But you, you know what I want to talk about next. You I know what you want to talk about. So <laughs> that was gameplay. You know, uh, we could talk about the, the fighting mechanics and all that and the little tiny details about excuse me about like dash speeds and air combat and i mean there is air combat but you know little things like dash speeds and air combat and stuff like that um but there's uh, uh, there's a few more things that i'm sure they're going to show us in the future um that will make it a little bit more clear and the fact that the game's not out yet all these little things could change dash speeds could change walk speeds could change air air mobility and air combat could change a little bit so there's probably more to touch on when the game actually comes out um but we hit the gist of it for now so moving on i definitely want to talk about the story and characters because that was i feel like everyone's big question going into the quote-unquote new era of mortal kombat 1 and we have hella answers now um let's see as as predicted the reveal trailer was not indicative of the story at all. Shang Tsung does not seem to have a hand in much of anything what we've seen so far. Um, and it also did not clearly show what the time period was, but we are in modern times. Mortal Kombat 1 is in modern times now. So, um, uh, Lobo, what is your opinion on what we've seen of the story so far? So... The one thing we talked about, obviously, was speculation for certain characters. Um, we talked about, like, why Melina and Katana are together, and they kind of seem like they... Like, there's obviously tension, but, like, they clearly are still, like, sort of getting along. We've got Scorpion and Sub-Zero together, and we're like, how? whoa, wait a minute, like, what is going on here? So we have more confirmation and... What what we both love the most is a whole bunch of new lore that has been just dropped on us via the character profiles. So number one is that it was revealed that Melina is the twin sister of Katana. They were bio they're biological sisters. Uh, Melina being born just a few seconds before Katana, which means that it's interesting because Katana now plays the role of guardian and protector to Melina, similar to how Katana and Jade had that role jade was not related obviously she was katana's best friend but she was the guardian for her so it's like it's it's interesting to see that we're we're seeing katana now playing that role but to melina but at the same time melina has this affliction and it's turning her into you know a monster and um it, it kind of goes back to the tarkatan you know race it, but the, it, instead of being a race it's a virus which i think is cool and then now we have obviously revealed that Scorpion and Sub-Zero are blood brothers. They 
uh, with Sub-Zero being the oldest and Scorpion being the younger brother. They are both Lin Kuei warriors, and obviously Sub-Zero is the Grand Master, which is interesting because Bihan has never been the Grand Master of the Lin Kuei. And that, to me, is a really cool, like, wow, this is a really great way to twist this up. Um, yes, we do see some tendencies with certain things with Bihan. Like, it's obviously that he's still kind of very aggressive, but not like the Bihan that we had from back in the day. And, and we had we had a lot of speculation on that too of like the roles. Okay, so let's uh, let's tackle it piece by piece because there is a lot changed in this, and if we spill it all at one time, it'll be hard to organize. So let's start with the Molina and Katana thing, uh, since you brought that up first. Um, I'm very interested. I'm very um. Uh, I don't want to say disappointed, but I think. What could have been cooler than them being twin sisters would be if Melina was just plainly born first. Mm -hmm. Give her like some time to be, not saying like 10 years before Katana or anything like that. Or I guess that doesn't mean much. Oh, they're not Adenian. They're, everyone's, there's no Adenia as far as we've seen. It's just Outworld. Yeah, they're just called Outworld. Uh, um, Outworlders now. Um, but I think it would be cool if Melina was just born first, maybe like five years before Katana or something like that. To get her foothold as you know the unstable sister and then katana was born like oh oh she's normal she's just she's calm this little demon child over here is is fucking weird and wild but she's the heir to the throne because she's older mm -hmm. but because it's like a by the seconds thing now there's like more of a and that could be why they did it because they're born on the same day, so it come down to the seconds born. So that's why she's the heir. I feel like if having Melina as a much stronger heir to the throne, the Katana would really uh, ramp up the conflict they're trying to push. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like instead of had by seconds where it can be contended since it's like the same day and stuff and same year and all that. If having Melina be born way before Katana would just make it more interesting to me. I could see that. I could see that. And, um, but the most important part of the entire story is Melina's affliction with the quote-unquote Tarkat virus, um, which gives her the most insane look from her we've ever seen, where it's not just sharp Baraka teeth. Now her entire lower, like, area unhinges into two separate, like, sides, as well as having the sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. She very predator very predator like it's very cool i think she looks great i think she looks awesome and i've always wanted them to lean more into that um monstrous look for her because everyone knows the mkx look so dumb in retrospect oh yeah with like um, the, she has like her she still has like lips and stuff yeah like with that. like the pouty so little weird. lips just so they could do the whole melina devora death kiss scene um, and then MK MK11, she looked better. You know, she looked better. I liked her and the way she looked in MK11. But this one, I think, is a much more interesting look. Um, but it does make me wonder if we will see any Tarkatans, or if the Tarkatans we will see will be, like, the full form of what happens when the Tarkat disease fully, like, ravages your body. Like, if we do get playable Baraka, will he just be, like, a animal? whose mind is completely overtaken 
by this Tarkat disease, but he used to be normal. He used to be a regularized outworlder. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it'll show, oh, if Melina doesn't cure this Tarkat disease, she'll look like Baraka, who's got fucking blades coming out of him and full rows of sharp teeth and his eyes are all, you know, he has like the animal eyes, like the slits. Mm -hmm. And he lost his hair, you know? (laughs) 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 Um, So that's what interests me in the Melina Katana story. And the fact that I know they're going to, you know, make Katana like more of a big deal, you know, as the story progresses, as her and Melina had their conflict. But to have Katana as just like, oh, I'm just a protector. I'm not the almighty all like infallible princess of Adenia uh, all good you know it's it's very interesting I like what they're doing with her here I, th- I think that I like the idea that she is like you said like not like the end all be all of royalty for, for Adenia or I mean obviously outworld at this point I I like to see the fact this because I like this like I said she's she's basically like the jade role and I like that now, it doesn't mean that we may not see Jade. Jade might still be in the game. She might get revealed later. Who knows? And she could end up still being kind of like Katana's best friend slash like guardian on, the, or on her end. I don't. We don't know. Um, here's two things that I want to find out. I want to find out where this virus comes from. Like, is this a... Is this something that is actually like a, like a disease that has ravaged Outworld? And like you said, like creates the Tarkatans? Or is it possible that maybe it's something that came, that maybe the Tarkatans are a race out there and they somehow created this affliction? Oh, like, like, maybe, a, like, like a Tarkatan like Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Because we don't know where it come from. They obviously are keeping under wraps. I, I will say they are very, very much keeping this whole thing airtight. So we have no idea where it comes from. And there's so many possibilities of where it could have come from. Maybe maybe it has something to do with Shang Tsung. Maybe Shang Tsung did something to Melina. I think that it would be nice to still see that connection there with obviously Shang having something to do with Melina's affliction. Maybe he served the royal family at one point and, you know, he they did something dirty to him and he decided, you know what, I'm going to do something dirty back. Kind of like a, like a, as weird to say, like a Maleficent type of situation where he puts a curse on like the, the crown princess of Outworld. And that affliction now obviously ravages the family. Um, we don't even know if Sindel is still their mother. That's another thing that we have no idea about. Who's well, their mother? Sindel is at the very least Empress of Outworld right now. That much we know for a fact. Whether or not she's the actual mother of Melina and Katana. Katana, I'm not sure. That's that's what I'm saying. Like they could there's a there's so much they can do to twist that story around. No, but, they can do anything. Um I saw this online and somebody even threw out there that there's always the idea that maybe um, this is a good opportunity for them to introduce characters that have like kind of have that like need to cause this like problem like Havoc you know that would be cool. I would love Havoc. I've wanted Havoc to be playable in a new game for a long long time. Maybe this could be a thing. Maybe they go to war with Chaos Realm and obviously Chaos Realm does something to Melina and created this affliction. Or, like you said, we could go with the wear virus idea where maybe Melina came into contact with Baraka at a at an early age and um, you know, he bit her or something and now she's like infected with the virus. So who who knows? Obviously who knows? there's so much to throw out it's and true. there's so much speculation. But I think that it'll be nice to see that we see the development well not development or the de evolution of like that sisterly bond 
to like to a point where they're gonna be at odds with each other because it's already revealed that obviously the people clearly love katana more and they want katana more to take the throne but melina obviously being who she is obviously is not going to give it up easily and that's obviously going to influence maybe her mindset toward everything i don't know but i'm i'm excited to see where this whole thing goes through i want to see how this virus affects and actually the question is who does it specifically affect because if this is something that's like a like a sickness then is it like is it um like something that can be transferred via like just being around them or does it have to be transferred like a certain way with like blood contact because then why doesn't katana have this virus it's true you know? so we know it's at least not airborne yeah like i i i'm i like i said i'm, I'm geeking about it we're throwing theories out but i really want to see where it is but i know that eventually this is going to tie into obviously the real for baraka at some point some point and i hope he's as monstrous as ever because i hope while, this while, man is a beast <laughs> because while i did like the angle for baraka they had where he's and i do like that baraka was is intelligent i've always liked that he was intelligent um the angle where he's like nomadic and like his he wants like justice for like his people and he wants his people to be like recognized as civilians and members of society while i like i was okay with it that's not really like the role i really pictured the tarkatans as they were always nomads they're always just like hanging out they had their services with whoever wanted them they just liked blood and the fighting and they were loyal to themselves and the strongest of them is who led the pack you know always baraka and they didn't take to deception well as you know from mortal kombat deception you saw that saw how that went Brock and Melina were almost the main characters of that story. Um, but having him be like, like either afflicted with the virus or like the or an origin of the virus, I think is very interesting to see pa how that would change his character up. Patient Zero. Patient Zero. That would be that would be actually like mad cool. Or if the Tarkatans aren't even a race of people. Maybe there's only just people out there that are just afflicted with this and they don't even come together. They're just like, Brock is over here just being a fucking sick, sick boy with blades. Yeah, I would love to see how like this develops for Melina and see what she becomes from it. Because obviously, like, you know, with the Tarkatans, I mean, she obviously didn't have blades in her body. She just had the teeth and the, the monstrous attitude and the, the even the need to eat people. So I, I really would love to see how they're even keeping that part under wraps because obviously they're cannibalistic. So how how are you keeping the princess of Outworld um, <laughs> not eating people? Or is she eating people on the low and no one knows? <laughs> I'm just wondering how much... Because I've always wanted them to expand the Tarkatan nature of Melina to more than just, oh, she's, you know, she eats flesh and has sharp teeth because their cons are more than have sharp teeth and eat flesh you know what i'm saying yeah they're a whole society yeah they're a whole society and have their own mannerisms and their own abilities that melita never really showed like what people forget is that tarkatans have this insane healing factor yep. baraka literally put himself back together from being cut in half with staples and they never really showed that with melina so i hope they expand that um a little bit more than what they have um, but that was Molina and Katana. You know, we'll get that 
you know, fleshed out as we go. But you also brought up Sub-Zero and Scorpion, which is also a, an amazingly interesting um, scenario that we're seeing ourselves in with Scorpion and Sub-Zero being brothers. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. And 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 you brought up their uh, him being Grandmaster, Bihan being Grandmaster, you know, having hit either having killed his father or his father dying. Because no, his I, brother, his father died. His father died. Okay, but it's interesting because I don't even think in the past timeline that the Sub Zero's um, parentage were Grandmaster. I think it was Sector's dad was Grandmaster yep. while Sub Zeros were doing their thing. So actually having them <laughs> like in line for being Grandmaster is very cool. No pun intended. <laughs> you know what you did. You know what you did. <laughs> so, so I, I, I obviously the Lin Kuei is one of my favorite lores to read upon because obviously Sub Zero being, I will, I will safely say Sub Zero is my favorite MK character. So, um, specifically, um, Kuile Yang Sub Zero, um, was my favorite. So, I, 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 as soon as the character bios went up and all the lore dropped, I, I, I went, I went research and I dug in as hard as I could, man checking out books in the library and everything like that. And I was like, okay. So apparently um, Sub-Zero's um, lineage, like the the, the lineage of, uh, of uh, uh, Bihan's family were the, the original Grandmasters. So in this world, the Cryomancers are not just like literally just a part of like one line. Obviously the, the Lin Kuei have multiple supernatural abilities. So it's not just limited to one. Um, that's why Sub-Zero has obviously the Cryomancer powers and our Scorpion still contains the Hellfire powers. So apparently he he has retained all his abilities as well. Now, they reveal that we know now that the Sub-Zero we're seeing is Bihan, which notoriously he usually is always the first Sub-Zero that we come in contact with in the MK storylines. Um, the one thing though that I cannot find, I've read the, the character bios, everything, they have not revealed who Scorpion is, though. Now, obviously, historically, uh, Bihan's brother is always Kwai Yang. Now, with this new rewrite of the timeline, obviously, we see that Liu Kang has obviously put people together, and I think that he intentionally put, did it this way to kind of give people a chance. Um, because I don't really think that, like, for example, Melina, it was not her fault for her being born the way she was. I mean, she was created. So maybe, in a sense since Katana never had a sister and maybe there was like this like feeling of like maybe he wanted to give Melina an opportunity that's why he did that and I think he did the same thing for our fire and ice combo guys he gave Hanzo and you know Kwai Liang the ability to kind of be reborn in this world but instead we just don't know who Scorpion is yet I mean I think it's Hanzo I think that maybe the mother and father, one was Japanese, one was Chinese, and maybe that's why, you know, obviously we get the different names, because obviously the Sub-Zeros are more based in Chinese, and Hanzo, obviously his family is from Japan. I think that maybe we got a mixture. I think it's Hanzo um, still, because it would make the most sense to me. Uh, but I mean, then again, they could just throw a freaking wrench into that and just be like, oh no, it's Kwai Yang. I'm like, all right, great, where's Hanzo Asashi? <laughs> Where is where where is our actual scorpion then, and and who is he? Because I can't see I can't see Liu Kang leaving Hanzo out of this like reborn era. Um, 
I think also another thing that is that will influence characters is obviously he cannot control destiny. He cannot control where their lives lead. Obviously, that's something that Raiden tried to do too many times. We saw what happened. So True. I and do. Mortal Kombat is big on destiny. So you know, I literally do. choose your destiny. Exactly. I mean, that's obviously something that he mentions in the trailer. He says like, you can either live in prosperous peace or bloody strife. So the characters obviously will choose their paths. I do believe that at some point we will see Bihan probably go down the, the darker path because in the character profiles, it does say that even though he knows that the um, the in, in this world, the Lin Kuei are defenders of Earthrealm. They are ancient warriors that have time and time again for centuries have done their job to protecting Earthrealm. So they're not just assassins. They are literal like heroes. But I think that for generations, that's gonna that's obviously weighed on maybe Sub-Zero's mind of why are we just defending the world? Like why hasn't anything else come to play? Why can't we do anything else? And that's gonna allow Sub-Zero to kind of like break away and allow Bihan's evil nature to return somehow. And I think that Scorpion still being Hanzo will still give us the, the rivalry of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Up until whatever happens, I still would believe that Scorpion will have to kill Sub-Zero. And then we'll obviously go down the route of somehow he'll become Noob Saibot again. But the other interesting fact is uh, we have a third Lin Kuei that was revealed. And obviously, I am very, very excited about this character. Uh, Smoke is back. Smoke is back. Smoke is back in Mortal Kombat after being omitted twice, right? Yes. Was it he twice? Was not, he wasn't in MK11, and he was not in MKX. As human, at least. He was, you know, Triborg, but that seems like a non-canon character at this point. Yeah, at this point. So here's the here's the interesting factor of of his his origin. He is the adopted brother of Sub Zero and Scorpion. Okay, an his, adopted brother. So his his family wandered into Lin Kuei territory, and unfortunately, they were seen as uh, as uh, enemies that were trying to invade. His parents were killed. The Grandmaster stopped him them from killing Smoke, and what they did was he was adopted at that point so he does not have the enria demon in him yeah so, he's not an enra in this one so he has no supernatural abilities um like his brothers so he learned practical magic and that's what we saw him using in the um in the trailer well that's pretty cool i so, guess that he is just using like smoke bombs and stuff yeah so he taught he, he was taught magic in order to use um, the smoke abilities that he has and he has it says it's listed here that he has always been extremely close to scorpion um, but sometimes is at odds with sub-zero I think that that is going to play a crucial factor in this relationship of these three uh, three these three ninjas um, now this also could now lean to the idea that maybe I could be wrong and it's not Hanzo. Maybe Scorpion is Kwai Liang because Kwai Liang and Smoke were best friends, obviously, in the previous timeline. Um, so this could lean into that. But again, we don't know if Kwai Liang exists still. There's always a chance that maybe he is out there. He could be a cryomancer just like his brother before him. And maybe he's just in the background until eventually he, he is needed. 
I'm actually, I actually, and hearing you explain all this stuff, um, is actually pretty exciting because just to break down a few of uh, uh, meta things of why I like them slotting in smoke in kind of as like a trot, like the third member of the fire and ice clan, you know, or mm -hmm. not clan, but you know what I'm saying, you know, the crew, the crew, um, yeah. because when you look at Mortal Kombat's history, you know, separating from the story, well, not fully separating, I'll get around to that. Um, when we first were introduced to Smoke in the series, he was just a palace swap of Scorpion. So making him best friends with Scorpion in this new timeline is awesome. Um, I think that's tight. And having him working with, also working with Bihan in this story is also tight because he worked with Noob Saibot in Deception, which is a cool little throwback. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, if Scorpion is Kwai Liang, if we don't, we have no idea and we're not, you know, fully confirming or de deconfirming if he is or not. But if he is Kwai Liang, you know, Smoke and him were best friends also in yep. the story. So I'm a-okay with them slotting Smoke into their usual duo of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Because I feel like he's been like closely tied to them from the very beginning. Definitely. I think that it's cool that we keep that we're keeping the ninjas close to each other. Um, the other thing too is that here here here's another interesting factor that they point out is that they specifically mention that he is at odds at times with Sub-Zero. So I think that that's a cool factor to throw in there. But the other thing too, in his character bio, it they specifically name Bihan. But they've never again. They're not revealing who Scorpion is. They they have not name dropped a name for Scorpion yet. So he is still probably the biggest mystery for this trio. I got a feeling that's gonna be a big reveal in the story. Like they're gonna make a big point of that in the story. No, that's I'm I'm all about that. But the other thing too that I like is that they mentioned that the the Lin Kuei are full of uh, of different um, warriors with supernatural abilities. Now, I'm not trying to use this to get your hopes up, but maybe the, if they're keeping all the ninjas possibly together, that that could lead into maybe even, like you just said, how they're keeping Smoke, like, tied to obviously his original, like, uh, palette swap of just Scorpion. Maybe that could lead into possibly being Reptile. Maybe Reptile is, maybe could be a Lin Kuei warrior. Maybe he has the ability to shapeshift into, you know, the Reptile that we know and love. But I don't know like again they're keeping everything very vague and, and i like that though I, I like the fact that this will give us some like surprises when either the game drops or like you said maybe we won't find out who scorpion is until the we play the game itself um you know and... i'm i'm actually not against them putting all the ninjas under one roof like that like if they just have this is the ninja clan and every ninja we've ever introduced is underneath of this one you know banner of the link way I'm actually, I'm not against that. That, that makes, I, I like that more than I thought I would, that idea. I think, I think that it gives the importance of the Lin Kuei even more. Um, but the nice thing is too, is this will, this may end up leading into this like civil war between the, the Lin Kuei warriors where eventually we will see them all like disperse. You know what I mean? Because um, obviously they're going to be people that don't agree with Bihan's tactics that may also kind of 
more lean to the idea that they wish they wish Scorpion to lead them. So kind of like how we're wondering about what's going to happen with Melina and Katana, it's kind of like this civil war is going to break up eventually the Lin Kuei, which we know will happen at some point, and allow and allow like other clans to come from that. But what if like it's not just the Shirai Ryu that rise from this? What if like like you said like we said like Reptile could be a part of that clan, and then maybe Reptile decides that he decides he's like I'm going to start my own clan. I'm gonna start my own people, and maybe that's where we get his race coming in. You know, it's true because uh, with just how drastic some of these changes have been for these characters, there's no guarantee that Reptile will be part of the same uh, Zaterran race. No, they might Zaterrans might not even exist in this era. There might never have been a Saurian race that was exiled to Zaterra and then fucking uh, wiped out in a war. That's true. Or maybe the other thing too is they mentioned that th this has always been something for the Lin Kuei. The Lin Kuei was always a, uh, always known for kidnapping children and young uh, potential warriors and forcing them into their ranks. It's clear that we still see kind of like the adoption of kids that don't have a home being brought in or like potential warriors being brought into the Lin Kuei. So they, there's always a possibility, maybe Reptile's a nomad. Maybe he just gets added in, but we don't know where his background is from. I mean, Smoke has literally thrown a big wrench into the idea of how things may work with the Lin Kuei with just his character profile. Um, I'm excited to see this. Also because of the fact is that he, it says he was set out to be a master of practical magic. That means that this is, there are magics that can be taught to these warriors. So if they're now born with special abilities, they can be taught this stuff. Now, or at least that's practical big, stuff, whatever practical yeah. magics entail. Yeah, and I think that in itself is also a cool feature. Um, because that means like we could see all types of different things pop up. Different warriors maybe being a part of the Lin Kuei. Just because, again, these guys are known as defenders of the, the realm. And maybe... And, it says here that they are called upon by Fire God Liu Kang multiple times. Maybe Liu Kang also helps establish some of the uh, warriors. I found this guy. He's really good. Uh, I'm going to have him join the Lin Kuei. And that kind of just helps with Earthrealm's defense. Could be. And that would honestly be a good reason why Bihan would find his father so weak. He's not making his own decisions. He does what Fire God Liu Kang tells him to instead of, you know, following his warrior instincts or doing what's best for the Lin Kuei. So it's like, oh, I want to establish a Link Kuei that doesn't have to adhere to whatever the fuck Fire God Liu Kang wants to do. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, but I feel like we're going to be saying that a lot until the game... <laughs> <laughs> until the game drops. The way Back. they're feeding us information. Um, but, you know, moving away from the Scorpion Sub-Zero smoke thing. Uh, we also got Rain shown the other day. Now, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that is implying that Rain is also a part of the Lin Kuei, or if they just nope. kind of stumbled upon him in some, like, monastery. So, I read his... I, re I, I did my research on him as well. Um, he is the High Mage of Outworld. Oh, he's a High um, Mage. Cool. He was a... So, here's here's a couple interesting things. I've rewatched the trailer, like, three times now. On my phone. I mean, personally, I probably watched it maybe more times than I probably should have. But, um, the Lin Kuei, I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's the Lin Kuei. I, I love them. Um... The, so there were a couple of interesting things that I noticed. Um, and I don't think that we picked up on when we were watching it together. Like, obviously, we were geeking out about everything. But there were some things. Like, for example, the temple that um, they find Rain in. 
Um, did you notice anything interesting about the people that you saw Scorpion melt? Did I see anything interesting? Yeah, like did you like did you get a good look at them? Um, I don't quite remember what they look like. So they resemble a certain undead army. Oh what? Onaga's army? Onaga's army. So there's a possibility that maybe they encountered some of Onaga's undead army. Because the thing about it is they have not revealed who the big bad is. But it's, it's definitely not, not Shang Tsung. It's definitely not Shang. They have not revealed anything about who is the main villain in the threat right now. Now, it was confirmed that Shao Kahn does exist, but he is now called General uh, General Shao. He is oh. not a Khan. Oh, that means Onaga is around because that was his role when he was working for Onaga. I think that that's an interesting thing. And the fact that we found Rain in that trailer with that inside that temple. So it says here in his character profile that he was a student of Outworld's Imperial Academy of Sorcery. Um, Rain amazed his peers with his singularity power, uh, singularity powers of magic over water. Uh, he honed his craft with water magic to turn into a fierce weapon, and now he hopes to learn the realm's darkest and most powerful sorcery. So, clearly, still in some way, probably serves the royal family, but clearly he's he's out for his own ambition still, which is obviously something that we saw from Rain previously. Um, I like, I, I loved his design. I love the st the the staff with the little water globe on it. Yeah, he actually has more personality here, even though we don't really know much about him. It already, it already seems he already seems cooler. Like in eleven, I like what they're going, but they're more like electric with them and not electric, like fun, a lot of like lightning bolts and things like that. Um, and I like what their idea was, but they still kept the whole regal prince ninja guy. Yeah. Um, with him, I like that they're finally abandoning the pun. And just letting him be his own character. Yeah, I agree. And stretching their brain. Like I respected the pun, you know, up until now, but it's a new era. Let's um let's change it up a little bit. And I'm with it. And I think that's again leading into the whole destiny thing. Like obviously Liu Kang brought a lot of these characters back. But the thing about it is like Destiny is gonna take its role no matter what. He can't control the fates of like a character no matter what. So there's a again there's the inevitable chance that obviously of like rain was going to turn on his own people um another interesting point that i saw was that one of the guards that was killed by uh by sub-zero was wearing a very interesting set of armor the armor looks very similar to shao khan's armor so it's a possibility that maybe Rain may be working with Shao Kahn and maybe they're trying to raise the undead army um, or maybe the undead army already exists and maybe the Lin Kuei just kind of stumbled into it and they're like oh man like we have to we, we have to stop them and obviously the person they run into is Rain well, um, if, if Onaga is indeed like alive and is the big bad then that's just his army that's like that was just his army his army is the un army of the dead that he controls with his heart Mm -hmm. so and 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 having an entire like magistrate of sorcerers makes me wonder if we're going to get like reworked characters you know we have rain who's like the sorcerer now of water 
if we're going to get characters like Scarlet back, you know, Sorcerer of Blood, and maybe Quan Chi, you know, Sorcerer of the Dead or something, stuff like that. Now that sorceries, the actual sorcerers aren't just Shang Tsung and Quan Chi. Now other characters can be sorcerers. Exactly. I think that could even be where Shang Tsung maybe learned some of his stuff. Again, we don't know. I still am leaning on the idea that um, he's either from Netherrealm or there's a possibility that he's from Chaos Realm at this point. I don't know. The fact that he, he appeared with like a fiery opening in the portal, I feel like that, I mean, I know that trailer itself was just like a like a, like a quick introduction to show some of the characters and kind of show like, oh, hey, more combat one, blah, blah, yay. But I feel like that's such a specific detail to show uh, of the way one of the portals opens that we, we, we may see like you said, like maybe he was a sorcerer for the for that studied at this academy, because that's that's a big thing to throw in there. And again, this could be where some of these people come from that we are missing, and we're wondering where they are and how they will manifest. It's such a, I think it's such a cool idea. Um, and my my the next question after that is, what is what is the role that Rain is going to play? You know, is he, whose side is he on? Obviously, he's not working for the royal family. He maybe serves them right now, but obviously he always had a thing against them. What if Rain has something to do with Melina's affliction? It could be. They've always had, um, not always had, but they've kind of connected them throughout the, you know, through MKX and stuff. They work together. Yeah. So but what this, if the, this also begs yeah. the question, since Adenia doesn't, is, as far as we know, isn't here. Um, who is like Rain was that is like the illegitimate son of the Adenian protector. Mm -hmm. So if there's no Adenian protector because there's no Adenian, who who is he? Like what is what is his lineage? Then if he's not if his power isn't derived from literal divinity, it's sorcery now. What is his background? That's true and. Maybe it could just be he that could be another thing. Maybe he is the one that afflicted Melina because obviously he obviously had problems with the royal family because he had issues with Katana and stuff. Maybe it was his way of getting back at the royal family, afflicting their their the uh, the crown princess with this thing. And who knows? Maybe Shang Tsung maybe helped him do it. Who knows? Uh, there's so much that we don't know yet. And this is, again, all speculation, but I think that's what the fun of this whole situation is going to be. Oh, yeah. It's just fun to talk about at this point. And I'm wondering if at some point Outworld will become Adenia under Katana's rule. If, you know, something happens with Sindel and Katana becomes Empress. And that's why we don't have Adenia now, because it's going to become a cool and prosperous Adenia. Who knows? I mean, from the shots that we saw... Like, I personally thought when we first saw, like, the reveal for them, and even after, like, the some of the other trailer stuff dropped, when we saw, like, them in the castle and stuff like that, like, it's, or not castle, palace, or whatever you want to use, it, it, it kind of looked like Adenia. Like, it doesn't look like the, the deserted, very, like, rough-looking outworld that we usually see. To me, it looked like Adenia. So what if maybe outworld is, like, the hub, and maybe realms will split from outworld first maybe not the other way around where everything is absorbed has been absorbed into outworld because of shao khan merging the realms what if it's the other way around what if we get like adenia merging from outworld what if the realms split and create new realms for these characters well that'd be an interesting turn of events actually i like that 
That's interesting, having realms split from each other instead of absorbing each other. Yeah, I think that That's would be cool. actually. I like that. Yeah, and then obviously, I mean, we'll see Shao Kahn return, and obviously maybe maybe Shao will try to, like, revert that, you know what I mean? What if he, like, at that point where he decides, like, no, I'm going to absorb the realms, blah, 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 instead of allowing them to separate. You know, there's, who knows? At this point, again, it's all speculation until we get the reveal of who the big bad is, um, what are the roles in some of these characters' lives, Rain being obviously a wrench, obviously, in the, the royal family's, you know, story. We don't know what he does i i do think that he has something to do with melina's affliction and then going back to smoke smokes obviously his relationship with scorpion and what what is like who is scorpion <laughs> like what is it yeah i um again you know like we've been saying i guess we'll i guess we'll see again we're just, i we'll guess see. i guess we'll see um but let's move on to some of the other characters there's not as much to say about the other ones because um, it's not so much relationship focused as the other ones, you know, it's not related to Lin Kuei or any realms. So let's, um, talk about Kenshi for a second. Um, Kenshi's cool. He's really cool in this game. Uh, now he could, he's always summoning like a spirit with the sword that could also attack. You know, it's like a telepathic, a telekinetic like thing. Um, but now he could set that shit like it's a puppet. He becomes a puppet character that it'll move independently of him and he can do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Um, Kenshi is cooler than ever, um, but I think it's cool that he was, you know, part, his family was part of, like, the a progenitor of the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. And now he kind of wants to get away from that. He wants to, you know, find honorable glory, but he's got to get his sword back, his family's sword back in Sento. How do you feel about the changes they made with Kenshi? I like it. I like it a lot. Um... And I mean, I don't know, like, this could be just me being, like, I guess, like, trying not to real. Uh, maybe I don't remember everything. I don't feel, like, I thought Kenshi was such a cool character when he was first introduced. I thought the bl a blind swordsman in, in Mortal Kombat was, like, a weird thing. But then it's, like, him being able to, like, have his senses and the way he fought. And then, like you said, like, the, the being able to summon his family's spirits and using all these, like, different spiritual powers. I thought it was super, I thought it was super, super cool. But I feel like... With so much of the lore with other characters, I feel like he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Like, obviously, certain characters obviously had deeper and more meaningful lore. And a character as cool as Kenshi, despite, like, this fighting style and the way he was, I just felt like he got lost in that shuffle. Because he wasn't always a predominant, like, character that was, like, a defender of Earthrealm. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like he was, like, immediately called upon by Raiden back in the day. He kind of was, like, just, like, there if it felt like that. And I felt like that even when he was in MKX. Like, he kind of was just there. He didn't have um, much of a presence in MKX. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was weird. And I think that having this connection now with Cage, because Cage has his sword, I think that's such a cool thing because there's a, there's a rivalry right there. You know, obviously, Kenshi having issues with Cage because, like, yo, you got my sword. I want my sword back. Like, that belongs to my family. And Cage's like, ah, he's he's Cage. He's, you know, he's an asshole. And he's like, nah, I'm keeping this. I bought this. It's my money. <laughs> like, I think that's, uh, I think that's cool. I think that it's nice that they're going to be touching on, like, the, the spiritual aspect of things of his powers. And then the fact that he's a puppet character, I thought was cool. Um, watching his, uh, watching the gameplay stuff that was revealed for him looked awesome. Um, and 
I think that uh, now that he's like predominantly an Earth Realm champion, I think that will give him way more spotlight and a lot more deeper lore that we're gonna eventually get. True. It's interesting that they put the focus on Kenshi how they are. I like Kenshi. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm mad at it. You know, he got his cool ass movie in a snowblind. He was definitely one of the best designs to come out of Deadly Alliance. That's for sure. Um, in the same game that gave us fucking Suhao and one of the strangest reptile designs. Kenshi was pretty top-notch. Um, yeah. And having him as B as a, like, like a real, real main character is... I, I like it. I think they, they made a good choice with that. Having him be part of the main crew, I think, is a good idea. I think what's going to be interesting is also, like, seeing the tension build between him and Cage. Um... I'm so happy that we're not seeing Cage part of any special forces. No special forces. <laughs> we are getting the we're getting interesting, funny Johnny Cage again. No more boring action hero Johnny Cage. Well, also, he doesn't have his uh his green energy. Yeah, so let's just move right on to Johnny Cage. Um I find Johnny Cage very interesting in this one, which to anyone who knows me is fucking blasphemy. Because I've never <laughs> liked Johnny Cage. That's true. Um But the I, I like it. I like where they are. And, I mean, it could be a callback to him in Mortal Kombat 1, where he didn't actually have any green energy. The actual, actual Mortal Kombat 1. Um, but I think it's more um, deliberate than that. Here, My theory... Um, my theory, and I, this is probably completely wrong, but I found an interesting theory um, when I was thinking about his, you know, why in this new realm doesn't he have green energy I think Liu Kang designed uh, designed him his people without the ability to kill gods so they couldn't roll on him at any point like how they rolled on Shinnok yeah because you know yeah this is fire god Liu Kang and yeah you know he's, he's virtuous and stuff but this is also the same Liu Kang who worked for Shinnok, you know, against his will. You know, he was a revenant. But still, it's still there. He still did it, and he still has that information. So he still knows that, yeah, the cages had the power to kill gods, to kill titans, you know, with the, the fucking god killer energy. So now in this era, no god killer energy. I don't want to get rolled on if they turn bad or something like that. That's a good point. That's a very good point. That's just what I was thinking about when I was thinking, because I was thinking about it heavily. Because I was like, why? Like, he's been defined by this green energy for like 25 years or something like that. Maybe more, you know? He got it in what? Mortal Kombat 2? 94? 95? Like 28 years almost? Maybe more? I'm not good at math. Um, <laughs> old. Old. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting that he doesn't have his green energy. And they made it a point to... Um, to tell us that he didn't have his green energy anymore so it's not just a fluke you know they didn't just like make it as a design standpoint like it's something we should be thinking about how do you feel about that i think it's good i think that um as weird as it sounds it would it's nice to have characters that don't have crazy magical powers being a part of this um i think that I, it, it's a very good point um with the whole like limiting the whole like god killer energy so we don't have to, like, obviously Liu Kang doesn't have to worry about, like, somebody rolling up on him and killing him. You know what I mean? Like, 
literally like yeah why would you create someone that literally could murk you if they just decide to go to the other side right exactly yep. the other thing too and and i like that you pointed that out is that historically characters don't always fall in line to other uh, to their like like state of order you know what i mean like some characters that were in the original midway timeline that were villains end up becoming kind of heroic in the in the uh in the new timeline that was created uh right after that in, in the nine timeline so and some characters obviously defaulted to being bad characters like you know sandel started bad eventually you know was reverted back to being good because she was technically a good character but then if we when we saw and obviously in 11 they retconned that and she was of turned out to be a villain the whole time so she was always bad um, so Scorpion is the character that normally wasn't always justified as a hero. He was always a renegade. He was a revenant. He was a uh, obviously a servant to the Nether World and you know Nether Realm. I said Nether World, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nether Realm, obviously. And then obviously in the, the years after that, he was eventually a hero. You know, he was. It was obviously revealed that he was tricked and he broke away from everything and became one of Earth Realm's defenders. So. Obviously, knowing that maybe that information himself, Liu Kang maybe designed most of the characters to be kind of like, again, the choice is yours of what path you take. But the last thing he wants to do is give one of those characters the ability to murk him if they decide to go, oh, well, I don't like you. I'm just going to put my fist to your chest. And he obviously is aware that he knows that he uh, there could be somebody out there that could kill him. And obviously, Raiden being a god himself was killed. So it's not yeah. impossible. Yeah, because Liu Kang, he's practical. He's like, if I could do it, I'm not the only one that'd be able to do it. So, yeah. I, so it's like, and 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 I, I've never been a fan of Johnny Cage. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, I wasn't but what they're doing with him in this game is, I I like the direction a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I feel like he definitely lost his way in the Nether timeline. He became kind of like in Mortal Kombat 9. I think he was too, he was too cartoony with his like self-centeredness and, um, like how much he wanted to be famous and stuff like that. But this one, he seems more grounded uh, than he was in Mortal Kombat 9. And then in Mortal Kombat X and 11, he was just kind of boring to me. Yeah, he was just part of the Earth Special Forces. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, was really Special Forces guy. He was just a means to get Cassie Cage to be there. That was kind of it, really. No, that was it. That, that really was it. Um, but they're going back to his roots, writing him a little bit more um, subtly, I think. And as far as gameplay goes, they gave him a height meter that he can build through, like, taunts and stuff. Which, you know, a taunt that does something, you've already got my attention. Um, but the fact that they even have a height meter is exciting for me because Mortal Kombat was never really one of those games that had meta games inside where a character could do something charge something up and use it or has to do something like a two-step neutral or has to build up this meter to do these attacks or stockpile certain things so the yeah. fact that they even introduced that kind of aspect in this game kind of shows me that we might not know what they have in store for us with these next characters. They could have shown us the most standard characters they have so far. And now they're going to start, you know, dropping some, you know, funky shit on us now. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be fun. I can't I can't wait for the next combat cast. Me neither. I'm very excited for it. 
it's very clear that the they're also theming them around characters. Like obviously this one was specifically about the Lingue. And I and then they obviously threw Rain in there because he obviously encounters the trio of the of our ninja buddies. So who knows? Maybe he goes to their side in the end. Who, who knows? We I, maybe that's a possibility. I don't know, but I think that it'll be interesting because I would love to see. Because obviously the first theme drops were all Earthrealm characters, yeah. And obviously the second one was obviously the the Link Quay. So I think that the next one, to me, should definitely be Outworld characters. Yeah, and we'll see who represents Outworld in this game since we already have Katana. I guess yeah, we'll Katana, finally get fucking Melina gameplay. Yeah, we got Katana. Yeah, we, I would love to see Molina's gameplay. Obviously, Brain being another Outworlder. So, now here's here's a question I got for you that I think I want to take this back from, like, early on when we were discussing things. Okay. Do you think that this Kung Lao is maybe the Kung Lao that we would have known in our, like, early timeline? Because when we talked about it before, obviously at the end of Eleven, he, he finds who we assume is the great Kung Lao and makes them his makes him his champion. So is it, do you think it's possible that this has now been a few years, you know, or maybe a few centuries now, and maybe this is like the, the descendant of the great Kung Lao? Because I can tell you that when I was looking at his character profiles, um, in nowhere, shape or form, does this say anything about um, how, like, obviously the timeline that we are in is, like, like you said, the modern day timeline. So, I don't know. Do you think that this is, like, a, like our, our modern day Kung Lao? Like, the, the one that we would have seen in all our games that we've been playing? Or do you still think this is still, like, the great Kung Lao and this is still, like, the, the start of his journey? Just because, obviously, we see him with the hat and everything like that. Um... That's a really good question. Um, as disappointing as it is to me, I do believe this is just like, like our Kun Lao again. I, I think this is like modern Kun Lao. Um, I don't think it's the great Kun Lao. Breaks my heart. I really, really, really wanted to see what the great Kun Lao was all about. Um, but at, nothing about this Kun Lao screams is the great Kun Lao. This is like our Kun Lao. Even down to his motivations again. He wants glory. He wants, you know, he wants his name to be known. He's tired of being a field hand. He wants to get in the action and be famous and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, so this is this is Kun Lao. This is this is our Kun Lao. He's still doing the same Kun Lao thing, mm-hmm. living the same Kun Lao life. Um, but I'm not, you know, there's no real but though. Like I, I'm just fully convinced this is our Kun Lao. Maybe they'll like blow my mind. Gary, please don't shake the bike. Um. <laughs> Uh, maybe they'll like throw a wrench in it somehow, but from what I've seen and read, this just kind of reads as this is our Kun Lao again, and he's doing the same Kun Lao thing that he was doing before. So I'm wondering how, like, how he changed so much. I mean, so little compared to everyone else in the story. That's true. Because obviously, we have Raiden in here that's obviously born in his timeline. So. I think that's an interesting choice of having Raiden, who obviously is filling the Liu Kang role yeah, for Kung Lao. He's Earthrealm's champion in this era. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I guess uh, we'll we just see. gotta wait. I, I, I can't count how many times you've said that during this cast. But yeah, I think that's such a cool um, 
kind of like another speculation that we don't because we even though they've revealed like a little bit we still don't know anything about them so we don't know if this is the great kong lao if this is a kong lao, or if this is our current timeline kong lao and then what is raiden's role why was he born in this timeline specifically when raiden is supposed to have been like he existed like around the time that the great kong lao was which was ancient times so uh it's such a it's such a fun idea to kind of play around like the speculation for every single character is fun and i love also that we've already have connections with each character obviously sub-zero and scorpion connected to smoke with them katana melina and obviously there could be a connection with rain johnny cage and kenshi with their rivalry that's going to pop up obviously kung lao and raining like everybody so far is connected to another person so far and i love that they've been doing this right that's definitely the theme of this game you know given the cameos and the way the story is playing out so I'm, I'm with it i'm with it big time i like that i like it a lot um yeah unfor unfortunately there's not much to talk about kun lao i was hoping to come on here next time and be like yo isn't the great kun lao super tight like oh i can't wait to see him fight goro and do all that but um i'm not sure if that's how things are going to play out i hope they play out in an interesting way of course but but um there's always a possibility that, you know, I could be wrong. I guess as we've been saying, we'll so, see. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. Take a um, shot every and, time you listen to this and heard <laughs> yeah. say that. Yeah, there you go. Damn, we should have said that in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say I have faith in NetherRealm's writers, um, but I don't at all. Mortal Kombat 11 burnt me to a crisp. Um, so there's the possibility that there is, you know, no satisfying conclusion to any of this, but who knows? They could, they could surprise me. So question before we kind of suck, I feel like we're going to start wrapping this up. Yeah, yeah. Of every character design so far, who is the most impressive to you aesthetically? Oh, aesthetically? Um, Liu Kang looks cool, um, but if I have to give it to a, a, a design perspective, damn, I think I might have to say Rain. I think Rain looks really sick. If if the game dropped, like, right now, and these were, like, this was the cast that, you know, the characters that revealed, I'd probably main Rain. Um, I think Rain looks cool. His staff with the water ball like floating on top of it that he pulls water from and he and um he can use to do uh, multiple things and he's got like the sorcery garb on and he's still a ninja you know he still has the mask which is tight um i think he looks good with the mask on um and again i really 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 do like the staff i can't get over you know how cool i think the staff is that he's using and he still has his like purple and gold motif and he's not like and his outfit's not like super form-fitting to him to show that he's like oh i'm a stealth ninja like you know how scorpion and sub-zero and smoke are it's like robes he's got like robes on i i, I look like that yeah i do like it a lot so yeah, as far as um, aesthetics go, I think Rain. And then I think I would give it to Melina. Um, they're letting Melina be sexy, which is awesome. Because she definitely was not in Mortal Kombat 11. 
Then again, none none of the characters as a whole really were in Mortal Kombat 11. Um, well, yeah, the, they definitely took like the whole sex appeal away from all the female from, characters. From all the characters, every character. I think in this one it does Got look it. good. Like they let like a little like you know like a little like like a, give them that flair of like being sexy still a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Not, they, like, they don't have to reveal everything on them. <laughs> no, I'm not at all asking for MK MK9 levels of sex appeal. That's that's looking back now with my adult brain that that was a little excessive um <laughs> looking back with my adult brain <laughs> but mk11s was just like dull and drab everyone kind of was boring to look at everyone everyone which is boring to look at male and female which is boring to look at whether they're sexy or not this yeah. one i feel like everyone has flair to them Liu kang looks fucking cool um Scorp scorpion and sub-zero are super practical but as they should be they're they're ninjas same with smoke, super practical. They're ninjas. I love the I love their masks. The details on each of their masks looks so, so cool to me. I love how yeah. each one looks specifically different too. No, I I, I fuck the heavy. And and, and the aforementioned Rain, you know, he looks cool. He looks like a sorcerer ninja, which is awesome. Um, Katana and Melina look, you know, like they're look look like their roles. You know, the heiress, the heiress of Outworld and her protector. They're looking cool, but you know, they still show themselves a little bit. Um, I like it, man. I like the way just all the characters look so far, but I think Rain looks the coolest. Um, how about you? So it's it's a, it's a weird tie for me. Um, so I'm happy you said Melina. I I, I love Melina's look. I can't. I I love it. The details on her. I don't know if you also noticed she has a scar above her eye. Yeah, it's like a like a by her eyebrow, I think, or something. Yeah. So she has a nice little scar. The way her hair is, the the detail on her mask, uh, her outfit with the gold on around the uh, the elbows and everything, and I just think her character like design looks so cool. Like this is like I feel like this is like the best look that I've seen on on Melina as a character. Um, and then obviously, I, I, and this was gonna play in a little bit of bias. It's it's mainly because of his freaking mask. I love smoke. I love Smoke's design. I do miss the long hair, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not opposed to the short hair. Um, I love the uh, I love the garbs for his arms. I love that he you can see he's hiding the smoke bombs. Um, I think it's such a cool look because obviously Smoke typically always just look like a color swap palette of you know his ninja counterparts with Sub Zero and um, Scorpion. I think that they did a great job with each of the three ninjas having like their own look. Like obviously we see Sub-Zero's got like the Lin Kuei armlets and he's got the bands on his arms. Um, we see Scorpion has the big Scorpion tattoo to emphasize his character. And the mask itself still resembles like that skull mask, which I think is really cool. But Smoke's like gas mask thing looks so awesome to me. I don't know why I love that so much, but it's such a cool design. So if I had to give it, it would say Melina is definitely number one, tied with Smoke for me. But Rain is, Rain is definitely up there. Rain has such a cool design. Um, I I can't I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see what else they do. Um, like everybody to me look, they they all look fantastic. I can't say it's hard to pick. I mean I don't want to pick Liu Kang because that, obviously that's super biased. Right, right. <laughs> I mean like come on, he's he's a god. Of course he's gonna be like the the most crazily designed with the the tattoos and everything uh sub-zero i do love sub-zero's design it's definitely cool um no pun intended uh it looks great S scorpions also looks great but obviously they're very like 
they're very uniform to what they're supposed to look like. Um, I do like that they don't have hoods. I like that. I like that they don't have hoods over their heads. That's um, true. They did. They were like, they did have a lot of hoods back then, didn't they? The cowls over their heads. Yeah. So I like the fact that they shied away from that. The masks are definitely still a great feature on each one of them, but I like the fact that they don't have the hoods. Uh, Katana, like you said, Katana looks great. I love her design. The fan design, I think, is probably the best fan design she's ever had on her character. Um, I like that she also has her hair down. You know, I think that makes her look like like more alluring because obviously it complements the beauty. Um, and because uh, she's always had her hair like usually like tied up or something, so I think the look with the little like um, like tiara she has on her head, like it looks, she looks fantastic. Um, Johnny Cage is Johnny Cage. I mean, he looks like a dude. You know, like that's just what he has to do. He looks he like is, a guy. He does like a guy, yeah. He does yeah. look like a guy, which is fine. You know, yeah, it's fine. Can she looks phenomenal. Um, the leather jacket with the armlets and i kind of think that's armor like some type of armor on his arms i can't really tell because you can see like there's like the, some leather but like kind of looks like there's armlets on his hands for his gauntlets or something so just aesthetically looks fantastic i will give him that i like that i like the armor chest piece too i think the only ones whose look i'm not like fully cool with i think it's is is, yeah, I think is Raiden. <laughs> I don't like the way like he's just kind of lame, I guess. Because Raiden has 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 had a distinct look forever. Yeah, that's true. And I get like they're trying to modernize him. He's like Earth Realm champion. He's not a god anymore, so they don't really need to make him look divine. He's got like his back, his new background now, which is fine. And they they made him look closer to how we looked in Mortal Kombat One. The original, oh, damn it! Now I, I'm really starting to dislike this. Called this, this one's called Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> the original Mortal Kombat. Um, they they wanted him to look closer to that. I, I dig it. I get it, of course. Um, but at the same time, him and Kung Lao, I keep getting mixed up with one another when I see them. Like I, I struggle to. Uh, immediately uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for pick them apart since most of the stuff we've seen of them was they're just like in their monks uniform yeah so they look the same I'm sure once we're in game and we see them like dressed like normal they'll be fine yeah um, but as of now uh, my least favorite right now is Raiden but I get what they're going for so I'm not mad at it Um, because like you said they don't have any cowls in this game they don't have so, cowls. Um, and Raiden's always had his little cowl thing going on. Yeah, he's always had that. I mean, I think I think especially with the mage look, it looks it, it looked best to keep a cowl on him. It just made sense. Yeah. So give him kind of like that regal look too that he clearly works for like the royalty or something like that. But also kind of like he kind of has that look of like he clearly looks like he could be a traitor. You know what I mean? Like you don't <laughs> yeah. really know. You really don't know whose side he's on. He has that like mysterious look of like, who do I work for? You will never know. You and never know. and I get the monks. The monks have to look simplified. Obviously, like you know, like being being monks themselves, they deprive themselves of like earthly possessions and like uh, like those those like things of needing the look like flashy and stuff. So it, it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I guess I can't be mad that the monks look boring because that's a monk, right? When you say something looks boring, like you usually compare it to a monk. So it's just like. 
I get it. So it's fine. I can't be upset, too upset, but I am anyway. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like I said, but they, they I, I, I will say, like, even with the, the boring-esque look, I mean, I don't think that's, like, bad designs. I, th I still think they look great. Um, I really like the detail on Kong Lao's hat, too. So it does really look cool. I do like the fact that Raiden is still wearing his Raiden hat. So they didn't take that away from him. So he still That's has true. like, he still has like the white on and everything to kind of look like he, he looks like a, he looks like a champion. And that's, that's what I'll give him. He looks like the earth realm champion. Um, but I'm going to give it to like the top three are definitely going to be Melina, rain and smoke smokes. Mask looks just phenomenal. Rain, just whole garb looks great. And Melina just as a character, I think she looks the most well designed. Like to me, I, I, I that's hard for me. That's crazy for me to say because I've I've never been an over big Melina fan. I like the character, but it, like I wasn't a Melina player like uh, Bonsai is and stuff. I never like she was just there. Like I was like, oh, she's cool, but like she's just there. Like no, I, I, I kind of want to. I can't wait to see what her gameplay is gonna be like. Because I don't know, I might, I might, I might pick up Melina just because of her design looking the great that she does, and I really like that detail of the scar. And that, that also begs the question: What if that scar has something to do with it? Maybe this. <laughs> we, uh, I hate saying it again, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, we will see. We will see. But I think I'm tapped um, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only other note I have that I wanted to talk about is um. Something with Bihan I liked is that he doesn't really use the same weapons that Kwa Liang used as we've known him. You know, Kwa Liang is like making swords and hammers and like practical hammers and shit. You have fucking Bihan making skulls, like skulls that he swings by the spine because he just fucking loves tearing heads off and use and with the spines and shit. He's just I'm spine head guy. Yeah, that's true. Um he just like stabs people with like spear he makes a spear he just makes icicles and stabs people with i think he makes a giant hammer at one point but at the same time he's not making swords he's not making knives because that's frost's thing mm -hmm. he's got his own identity with his ice and i like that a lot yeah and i love the fact that scorpion also is not using the sword as well um i think that the the arsenal choices for each character makes sense um, with like Scorpion now using like the 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 sickle on the uh, the rope, I think that looks fantastic, and I think that's such a cool design choice to steer him away from like the traditional lacuna like, and swords that he's used to using. And then we're obviously seeing him more using like the practical fire magic and the hellfire. Like he, that scene where he melted the 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 un, like what we're assuming again is still the undead army. Like that that scene with like the sword almost getting to him. It just melts right in front of him. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that shit was badass, um, actually. And I love the fact that Smoke is using like like legitimate smoke bombs. Like it, like the like his fatality is he makes you eat a smoke bomb and you watch him bl like blow up your your front half. And I was like, that was right. that was that was so cool. Super practical, not flashy at all. He's like, yeah. I don't have no powers, guys. So I'm just gonna shove my bomb down your throat. Well, he he knows magic, so he he's got some stuff. Because obviously, we see him like fly up to them and he's got like a whirlwind of smoke around him that's carrying him so he definitely has some stuff but obviously it's not as like predominant as like the the the, the fire nice brothers um and i do like the fact that you said sub-zero's not using swords um because i think that 
I think it's such a good idea to not give it to him. Not just because it gives his ice an identity, but like Kenshi's a swordsman. Like Kenshi's literal whole thing is that he's a swordsman. Right, he's so the it, sword guy. So it doesn't take away from him. And I think that's a really cool like, like uh, design idea too. That every character feels very unique, even with their arsenal, if they use a weapon or not. Like Katana still has her her fans. Molina still has her um, her size. And uh, like Kung Lao obviously has his hat. Raiden still is basically just relying on his uh, thunder abilities. Um, Rain's staff is, that's such a cool thing. I can't, that's so cool. It, and just watching when he used that thing, I was like, that is such a badass thing to see. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. All the character designs look great. All the characters look, their backstories are being fleshed out bit by bit. We're only getting like crumbs at this point, but they still look great. And I'm so excited. Like I haven't been excited for an MK game in a very, very, very long time. I think no, the last I, one I, I was really excited about was nine. And that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's over 10 years ago at this point. Oh my God, is it? 2011, I think, oh is when it came out. That's more than 10 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we are old now. Uh, Thank you. But it is exciting to be excited for Mortal Kombat again. It really is. I'm very, I'm, also, I'm very excited. I need to buy replicas of the ninja masks, though. I need to buy these masks. Ninja's <laughs> masks, nice. Well, that's um, well, I've that's where my fascination with masks come from. I it was literally because of them, <laughs> and these masks look so cool. I need smoke. I need smoke scorpion and sub zero's mask. I just I have to buy them. The smoke from this game or smoke from like Mortal Kombat Nine? No, this one. I want from this, this smoke. The gas mask. I need that. Nice, nice. But I'm all done. I don't yeah. Know if you got anything um, else for me? I'm tapped out. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we didn't we didn't touch on that have been revealed, like like small gameplay things, like how they added you know taunts to the game, which is nice. You know, it's always fun. Mortal Kombat's never had real taunts before. They have in like the Deadly Alliance, but like real just taunts to use to make fun of your opponent. Like this is the first time they've had those. Oh um, yeah! Wow! Yeah. Quotalities are back in the form of Harakiris, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, um, I did see that. Which is fucking tight. Awesome. Excellent. Top tier. So, before we wrap up, what is your hope for the next theme for the combat cast? What, what is the theme you're hoping for next? Um, It's going to be biased, of course. Um, but I do want an Outworld theme where we learn about Melina. And um, hopefully we'll see Reptile and Baraka, maybe. Or maybe... Um, and, and, and Goro, I would hope, would come in the Outworld theme. Uh, yeah, Outworld theme. Um, as a playable character and not just a cameo fighter. Um, I hope for an Outworld theme next time. Full stop. Okay. How about you? So mine is actually going to be not even so much just the characters. Um, I would like to see them reveal character customization. Oh, um, customization. Obviously, nice. So obviously, I, I they've already revealed that we're not getting like the crazy variations that we got in eleven, where they're like, oh, you have this move and this move and this move and this move. They they've already debunked that immediately and said that that's not what they're going to go for this time. But I would like to see character customization in the form of like, like maybe outfits. You know, I would like to see if we're going to be able to customize skins, um, the masks on the the ninjas, and 
like little things like that or maybe even see if we can actually just play with the color palettes and change the color palettes up so i think that would be cool that'd be sick i would like that i like that um character wise i want if, I, if we're gonna do reveals uh i'm looking at definitely reptile because i played reptile back in the day too he was he was like like my, my fun character to play as so and he's always, I've always had a soft spot because I love like reptilian creatures as it is. I mean, Godzilla is literally sitting behind my fucking head. So, word. so like, obviously I would love to see reptile revealed, see him brought back. Um, other than other characters, geez, I can't even think of anybody else. I would really want to see immediately reveal. Oh, you know what? Air Mac. I want to see Air Mac back. Air Mac. Well, he's already confirmed DLC. So we probably won't oh, see him in the combat cast. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I must. I missed that one. I mean, I saw the the other. I saw the guest character thing that was revealed. Yeah. So Where? Max already confirmed DLC. So we probably won't see him in a combat cast, but he's definitely going to be in this game. Okay. So then, if we're gonna go with that route, um, I would rather see. Then I'm gonna go on the like reptile and get some Tarkatans in there. Let, let bring 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 the Baraka boy in there. That's Spiky let's, boy. Let's get Spiky boy in there. Or I guess now he's a disease-ridden maniac. Patient Zero. It'd be kind of cool if he was like a rabid, a rabid person. I'm good with that. I, I, cool. I would love, I would love to him to be Patient Zero. I think that would be cool. I would love He's for exist- them to to take some wild changes with some of the side characters like this. Like I'm okay with it. I appreciate you having um, me on, Broski. Yeah, yeah, of course, bro. Uh, thank you for coming on. This was a long time coming. We had to cover a lot of stuff um, this time around for sure. Um, but I think we tackled a lot of it and, you know, we have a, I'm sure I have plenty of reveals coming up in the, in the future. So, um, we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back and we'll have, uh, more, a few guys. Um, I appreciate all you all tuning in. I know it's been a long time since I've dropped an episode. Um, but I'll have some coming for you in the future. So with that. I would like to reintroduce Lobo Berry Crunch. Oh, real quick, I got, I have to, I have a promise I made you. Oh, we'll roll back, <laughs> roll back. Real quick, real quick. Um, so uh, as a as as a fun joke treat for the for the cast, um, if Reptile is revealed or when he is revealed, I'm going to write a corny like set of bars to rap on this podcast. I'm putting that out there hold me to it you guys heard it here first you guys want to hear lobo berry rap y'all want to hear him rap so bad <laughs> everyone join me keep writing your letters to the nether studios to put reptile in so that lobo berry will rap on the mic on the podcast <laughs> do it you now like the stakes are high now the stakes, stakes are up are there now it's got to be because you, do y'all really want to live in a world where Lobo Berry hasn't put a, a rap on wax? I don't. So let's all keep petitioning to get Reptile in Mortal Kombat 1 so you guys can hear Lobo Berry Crunch of the Food Chain rap on the bottom of the Pit Podcast. And with that said, I would like to reintroduce Lobo Barry Crunch. Yay, yay. He's been Lobo Barry Crunch. I've been Mick Whoopi Goldberg. And this has been the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. And we will see you 
on the next one. The answer lies in the heart of battle.